to Parse, the official podcast of the Elaheo Midyar Mir Jalali Institute of Iranian Studies at the University of Toronto. In Persian, Parse means strolling or wandering around as an observer of contemporary life and modernity. In a similar spirit, our podcast Parse aims to take our listeners on an intellectual stroll in the field of Iranian studies, where they can listen to different ideas from leading thinkers, academics, activists, and authors in the discipline. Our podcast will provide thought-provoking excerpts from lectures and seminars organized by the Iranian Studies Institute at U of T to make the extensive work we do with our partners more accessible to academics and non-academics alike across Canada and beyond. The 77th episode of Parse is an excerpt of a talk given by Dr. Peyman Nojumian titled Innovative Technology in the Language Classroom Using Virtual Reality in Task-Based Language Teaching. Nojumian is an Associate Professor of Persian at the University of Southern California. He holds a PhD in Linguistics from the University of Ottawa. He has published the Persian Learner Series and developed the Persian Learner's Dictionary a smartphone web app for Persian learners. His most recent publications include a chapter in the 2020 Rutledge Handbook of Second Language Acquisition and Pedagogy of Persian. So, uh, as uh, they explained about my background, uh, I did a, um, my second master in speech and language technology and about like 20 years ago or maybe 23 years ago, I was working in uh, a company that uh, as a computational linguistic linguist uh, back in Belgium. And uh, I was actually in, um, uh, in the project that they were developing a language model that time. Then I totally changed my field and I, uh, I came to uh, you know, Canada, did my PhD in linguistics, um, did my uh, um, thesis on computational linguistics and then uh, started to teach Persian. So I thought that it would be good for me to just uh, kind of uh, do the research on this, uh, 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 you know, topic that was my background. So um, um, this is the content uh, table of contents of my uh, um, presentation today. So first, um, I would talk about the kind of the approach that uh, I used in this <clears throat> project, which is a task-based language teaching. I explain about uh, um, what it means and what I mean uh, by TBLT. I know that uh, all of my colleagues here uh, are very probably well versed in this uh, approach, but I just quickly review that. Uh, and then uh, I talk about language technology like in a <clears throat> broader sense and its effectiveness. Uh, then uh, I touch upon innovative technology and language teaching. Specifically, I will talk about virtual reality or VR and in education, and I will talk about games. Uh, I will give you an example. Then uh, I will talk about AI or artificial intelligence in virtual worlds. Uh, and then uh, I will uh, show you uh, a pilot project uh, and a case study that I started last semester in my Persian classes, which was uh, uh, using virtual reality in one module uh, of my uh, textbook. Uh, then uh, I will uh, talk about the limitations of VR, 
and suggestions for using VR if you haven't started to use it uh, already. And then uh, some reflections uh, and also there's some information in my uh, presentation uh, as uh, the technical steps if you want to replicate this uh, project. So uh, task-based language teaching. Uh, so task is a real world action like reporting a car accident to a police officer uh, or showing a property to a customer or navigating someone through a location or a map. Uh, these are different tasks. Task lists are uh, big, uh, but uh, uh, these, are uh, these are called like real world tasks. Uh, so we have in TBLT, we have real uh, world tasks. We have pedagogical tasks, which are actually broken down tasks. So if we have, for example, a reporting car accident as a, as a target task, uh, then we are going to break it down into smaller tasks. And then we are going to sequence it from like harder to small to easier in order to uh, put into our uh, uh, lesson plan or curriculum. Um, so uh, TBLT, as far as I understood, is promotes uh, 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 promotes learning by doing. Uh, so, for example, in uh, an accident reporting uh, uh, target task, uh, some of the pedagogical tasks are like describe the accident in detail, narrate, find a solution, ask questions, etc. Uh, the principles based on uh, Doughty and Long, two thousand three. Uh, design target tasks based on learners' needs. So look at what uh, the learners want to learn. This is, should be this should be uh, the basis of a TBLT uh, uh, you know approach. Then classify target tasks under task types uh, like uh, reporting, decision making, problem solving, analysis, things like that. Uh, jigsaw and then develop pedagogical tasks uh, from those task types uh, that I already talked about. Uh, then uh, in TBLT, we use authentic material uh, uh, and uh, what we do to authentic material, we can enhance and elaborate uh, those authentic material uh, and create meaningful input, uh, but we are not impoverishing or simplifying the authentic uh, uh, material. So, uh, in, a, in a way, I call it engineering uh, the text. We don't engineer, we don't put like subjunctive in a text to teach subjunctive. Uh, we just try to get the authentic, whatever it is in it, we're going to improve it like by adding list of uh, vocabulary glossaries beside the text or uh, bolding uh, those words that are new, uh, uh, adding pictures, audios, things like that is called uh, uh, enhancing and elaboration. Um, then uh, we maximize the use of target language in the classroom. Uh, uh, we, in TBLT, you are a facilitator as a teacher and you promote collaborative learning so that uh, it would be adding interactivity to the learning. Uh, process. Uh, then there is a focus on form. And uh, if you wonder what that means, uh, it means that uh, you have to uh, provide kind of uh, feedback and persuasive feedbacks uh, to increase accuracy. You have to let the uh, learners uh, reach to the point that they, uh, for example, have uh, um, uh, a question about like some form. 
or a form, and then you give uh, the answer or give feedback on that. Um, so uh, what about language technology and its effectiveness? Uh, we know that not enough research has been done yet, but we know that language technology can uh, engage learners. Uh, it can provide multimodal input, uh, specifically about the uh, technology that I'm going to talk about today, uh, the virtual reality. Uh, this multimodal uh, input can be visual, auditory, and tactile. We uh, have uh, uh, movement or haptic feedback. And uh, what, what is haptic feedback is like uh, touching sense. You know, for example, if you have a joystick uh, playing with game and the joystick gives you some feedback in terms of like uh, motions and vibrations and things like that, it would be haptic. Uh, then uh, we know that multimodal input enhances the learning process. And if you wonder, you can um, uh, go and study literature, in, especially in cognitive science, uh, because uh, uh, of different uh, modalities. Uh, the brain uh, should make different net networks, so neurons should make uh, uh, additional uh, networks to uh, record uh, visual memory, aud auditory memory, uh, haptic memory. So this adds much to the memory, uh, uh, you know, in terms of like, uh, uh, um, you know, making it more uh, uh, retainable and uh, retrievable. So it, in, in, a, in a way, it kind of uh, enhances uh, learning process. Uh, so uh, I know that learn, uh, language technology can be adjustable to learners' pace. You know, it, it, it may create uh, less stress and anxiety. It can be interactive and collaborative based, based on interactive hypothesis. Uh, meaningful negotiations among learners are conductive to second language acquisition. Uh, and uh, uh, collaboration in building knowledge together in, uh, or sociocultural interaction is beneficial to language learning as well. Um, so uh, language technology uh, can also uh, simulate real world tasks, uh, tasks, allowing learners to immerse themselves and actively engage in the learning environment. Uh, so that's the best part of it actually. So what I'm going to talk about today is uh, simulation. So some simulated environments are difficult or impractical to recreate in the real world. For example, imagine that you want to show students of ocean biology the, the deep ocean and the animals there. So imagine that um, uh, hundreds of feet uh, under the ocean that uh, human cannot go is not easy to take people to show them the reality and you can just send these robots and uh, take 360 degree uh, um, uh, camera um, uh, to uh, record it uh, and then bring it to the class for this uh, uh, students of biology and immerse them into that place so that's perfect you know and sometimes uh, um, it's I would say it's impossible environments like planetary sciences. How can you put some someone into the planet Venus or the planet Mars? Uh, the environment is toxic and uh, fatal to human being, but we can send robots and uh, uh, robots like walk or drive on that, on that planet and then 
the learners can just immerse themselves in, in there. So that's the best aspect is the simulations. Uh, so it can uh, uh, learn language technology also can integrate all language skills, including culture. It can be employed in content-based, project-based, and proficiency-based approaches. Uh, it can utilize different communicative uh, modes, uh, interpersonal, interpretive, and uh, presentational modes. And we know that it's tireless, it, it's accurate, it's error-free, it's fair, flexible, adaptable, accessible. But in my opinion, it remains emotionless so far, okay? So <laughs> you have to hold on to that until we see the robots, uh, humanoid robots come and probably uh, they, they show emotions uh, because uh, everything is being programmed now, uh, including emotions. Um, so while language technology has the potential to enhance language learning, uh, there is a need to ground it in effective pedagogical foundations. So uh, when I started to work on this project, I found that, that there are a lot of companies that are, uh, I would say, rushing <laughs> to uh, develop applications for language learning uh, so that they can you know, take this market from like schools and everywhere. Uh, because now they have lots of uh, means, but the only issue right now is that they do not have access to uh, language learning pedagogy, so they don't know what to do. So we are the people who have to give them actually uh, the codes to the algorithm that's how you have to uh, enable these systems. Um, so technology without pedagogy would just be a cool toy, as I'm uh, uh, quoting from uh, my literature. So instructional design practices should uh, prioritize uh, literacy development as a primary objective and focus on language functions. Thank you for listening to this episode of Parse. Your support is invaluable to us. To like, share, or listen to our latest episodes, please head to our pages on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you listen to your podcasts. To watch the complete seminars, please head to the Elaheo Midyar Mujalali Institute for Iranian Studies website and YouTube page, which are linked in the description. See you again on our next episode.